0: If we allow storms to direct our action and reaction, we'll always be tossed about because the storms are coming. Jesus said that. He says uh, uh, the man that builds his house on the word is like building his house on a solid foundation so that when the storms come, not if they come. Because the storms will come and then how are we going to respond to that? There are a lot of things that will happen to us that we're not in control of. You may be doing some good. You may be doing good work. And bad things can still happen. Unpleasant things can still happen in your life. But God can get glory out of it if we look for the glory and how God can use us in the middle of those circumstances. If we look outward instead of just inward, we can find that God can use us. From the time of his conversions on the Damascus Road, Paul understood his calling. He understood what God wanted to do in his life. And his understanding of that purpose enabled him to look at every circumstance as an opportunity to fulfill that purpose. He says, I know that God called me to preach the gospel. I know that he called me to spread the gospel. And, you know, he had an insatiable zeal and a desire, the same zeal and and fervor and desire that he had to persecute the saints. God used that to preach the word. And he would preach it in season and out of season. He didn't care whether he preached it to the, to the blind and the beggar. He didn't care whether he preached it to the emperor or, or King Agrippa or whomever. Wherever he was, he had the same message. And he just changed it so he can get it to the person on the level they can understand it. Paul said, you can do what you want to do with me. I'm still going to preach. So what about us? Do you know the purpose for which you were called? If God saved you, he saved you for a purpose. Or you may not have a good, clear understanding of what it is, but you need to ask him, Lord, what's my purpose? God, have us in a place where we are right now to help fulfill that purpose. Whether we're on a job or, or we're on a vocation or we're in school and we think that we might just be transitioning through that, God will use that to help fulfill the purpose for which he has called you. God will use that to fulfill the purpose. You didn't just get your job so you can get a paycheck. I keep telling you that. On that job, there are people that are passing by you every day that God is putting in your pathway, and there's an opportunity for you to make an impact in their lives. Are you able to keep focused on your purpose while you're in the storms of life? Or do they just distract you so much so till you're not doing what God wants you to do? Or you're not interested in what God wants you to do because you're so consumed with the storm that's going on around you. You know, if the enemy knows that that's your response to a storm, guess what's coming? And guess what's going to linger? You know, it'll be hurricane season in your life. You know what happens in hurricane season? There's something always forming. It's a tropical depression. It's a storm. And it's just a matter of whether it's category one or category five. Amen. And he says, you know, if that just takes you out every time, uh, you know, every time you see a storm, you're going to pack up and run up to the hills. You know, you'll be running all hurricane season. So you got to stay there and see which way it's going to go. It might not even come your direction. Amen. But some saints are so jittery, they can't stand anything. This is what he said in verse 13. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard And to everyone else that I am in chains but I am in chains for Christ everybody know I'm in chains but do they know why they know now that the reason I'm in chains is because of Christ and because I am preaching to them while I'm in chains I'm not cursing them I'm not complaining I'm not sitting here bemoaning the fact that I'm standing here but I'm using this as an opportunity to speak the word to them and he says Everybody in the prison. And you know, some of us, we're not going to speak to anybody about the Lord unless we know they already know the Lord. You know, when we find out that they are already a Christian by whatever private uh, secret signals we have. You know, the Christians have some signals to let you know they're Christians. You'll see their fish or, or you see the little cross around their neck. You can't go by the cross around people's neck anymore. You used to go by that, but you can't go by the cross. Everybody got a cross, it seems. Okay, but we got these secret signals. Say, how are you doing this morning? Blessed. Oh, blessed. I'm blessed too. <laughs> Isn't that what we do? Then we start that conversation. Oh, he's blessed. He must be a believer. But when somebody says, "Hey, what's good about the morning? That's an that's a open opportunity to spread some joy. Because, verse 14 says, because of my change. Paul says, I'm looking at this as a good thing because I can't change it right now. But because of them, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak. Paul says, uh, he got the message. He said, you know, we heard that you were in prison and the gospel is slowed down. So we picked up the slack. And Paul said, that's a good thing. Because I'm in change, you've been encouraged. And that's encouraging me. Because I'm in change, you decide to pick up the, the ball and run with it. Because I'm in change, you decide to spread the gospel a little bit more. He said, it is true that some preach Christ out of rival- rivalry, but others out of goodwill. Some people are preaching Christ just because they want to take over. He said, Paul is not here. I think I run the church. But others out of goodwill, verse 16 said, the latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The reason I'm in jail, the reason I'm in prison is because I've been defending the gospel. And while I'm here, I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel. The former preach Christ out of their selfish ambition, not sincerity, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in change. Folks still want to mess with me while I'm in here, but I'm going to do the work of the Lord. But what does it matter? Verse 18. Somebody said, what, what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Paul, had, Paul was so single-minded in his heart. He said, I don't care if somebody just preaching because they want to be seen, but if they're preaching Christ and somebody gets saved, that's good enough for me. I don't care what that motivation is. The most important thing is that if they're preaching and somebody gets saved and somebody come to Christ, that's good enough for me. Whether I'm preaching or they're preaching, I can handle it. I'm in prison and as long as the word is going forth, that's good enough for me. See, the most important thing for every believer should be that Christ is preached. Let me say it again. The most important thing for every believer is that Christ is preached. It's not that uh, another church or another preacher have to do it just like we do it. And someone have to have a service like we have to have it before it's a good service. If he's preaching Christ, say amen. amen. So how is Christ preached? We preach Christ as well. We preach Christ by our behavior. We preach Christ by our conduct, by our character, by our conversation. By our commitment, we preach Christ. We preach Christ by our perseverance and our proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, I would just encourage believers just to begin to even have in your hearts and your mind that sometime during the day, you're going to share Jesus Christ with somebody. Lord, I'm just looking for the opportunity. Oh, I'm going through stuff, Lord. And the Lord says, yeah, I know you're going through stuff, but I'm going to share about the goodness of God because you're still good. Amen. Amen. We preach by our victorious attitudes in the middle of storms, in the middle of trials, looking for opportunities to bring others into the kingdom. I got a victorious attitude right in the middle of this storm. A lot of us are working on jobs where we just are under stress and pressure and the folks aren't treating you right and you don't feel good about your job and what you're doing. You're looking for another job. The first thing you do when you get to work is looking to classify it and you're just not enjoying it. But change your attitude and say, I'm here for the day. And even though I'm looking for another job, I'm going to have an attitude here of victory. And an attitude here where I can be a blessing to somebody while I'm here. Look for an opportunity to be a blessing. Look for an opportunity to bring others to Jesus Christ while you're in chains on that job. <laughs> while you feel like you're locked in and boxed in and, and I'm in a dead-end job and the lid is put on me. And I don't know my, what my future holds. Don't let that dampen your enthusiasm for Jesus Christ. When you have the proper attitude, you can overcome all things and God will get glory from your responses. Look at what Paul says here in verse 18 and 19. Yes, I will continue to rejoice for I know that through your prayers and help by the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Somebody said? what has happened to me? me? You know, whatever has happened to you, Paul says, I know that it would turn out for my deliverance. That's the faith that I have in what God's doing in my life. He says, I know I'm doing God's work. I know I'm doing God's will. So what has happened to me is going to turn out to my deliverance. He didn't uh, delineate what it was particularly that was going to happen to him. He said, whatever happens to me. Because I'm in the will of God, because I'm doing God's will, because I'm doing his work, whatever happens to me will work out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will be in no way, I will no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether life or death, whether I live or die. Paul had got to the point where it says it doesn't even matter to me whether I live or die. Look at what he says. If I am to go on from verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I can go either way right now, right about now. Because if they kill me, they're killing me for the cause of Christ. And there's a great testimony in it. If I live, I'm going to keep on preaching. Either way you go, you can't mess me up. I got this thing all taken care of because whatever happens for me is going to be for my deliverance. And if we get that attitude about the things that are going on in our lives, we can overcome. We can go forward, we don't want to be stagnated, we won't be uh, hindered and stopped right in the middle of our purpose, because we just get so disappointed. Here's what Paul said. He was the one that wrote this in Romans 8:28 and says, "For we know that all things, and all things somebody say all things, all in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him." He didn't say all things were good. But he said in all things God works for the good. God is working for the good in all things. Come on get it in your mind. In all things God is working it out for your good. In all things God is working it out for your good. Sometimes he's working it in you. Sometimes he's working it out of you. God is working it out for your good in all things. And you know what all things mean? All things mean all things. Oh it may not be a good thing, but he can work it out. It may not be something that's satisfying or something that's appealing to you, but he is working it out. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at L O W C F. Dot O-R-G. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885.